With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Andrew Barron here right. on this Thursday. We got Week 9 NFL Daily Fantasy. Uh just not that great of a slate that we have out here. Uh, not a lot of high total games. We don't have the Kansas City Chiefs or the Philadelphia Eagles on the main slate. Uh, although mm-hmm. we do have uh, everyone's favorite, the uh, the Miami, the fighting Miami football Dolphins. And uh, just a lot of chalk at running back. There are like six guys projected 20% uh, or over. And, and then no one that the field seems to like after that. So good, good week to build, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that is tough. I don't know, man. Dodging six chalk running backs is is not going to be easy, but when it comes to stacks, this is a similar thing. We said, I'm talking about this last week and the week before we've only got one of the three alphas, um, on the, on the slate. So Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are on primetime games. So it's just Josh Allen, which, you know, when there's all three of them, probably makes sense to just kind of jam them because it's really hard to dodge all three. When there's only one, it really does put a lot of other guys into play. Now, listen, the floor on Josh Allen is considerably higher than the floor on Hertz or Lamar. Like a bad Josh Allen game is still probably 25 points. So it's not like you're just cooking if he doesn't, you know, if they just blow him out or he doesn't do all that well. But I think it does, like the last few weeks, bring a few more. You can play some pretty, you know, crappy quarterbacks this week because they save you some money. And it's really just the one guy with the 40 point ceiling that you're trying to dodge here. So, yeah, I, don't know. It, I mean, that's probably, it's probably the headline of the week is that a lot of the secondary options, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, not really that excited to play those guys, but Tua, no, no, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence at 5,200 is looking like he's looking like the guy for me, I think. Uh, and, and, you know, your, your very obvious gold star play of the week, all, all your favorite touts will be touting. Devonte Adams against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Okay, you, you want to guess who my like favorite Gold Star Vomstack guy is? And I'm wondering if you've heard much about him and if he's going to be chalked. Because again, not a ton of tout data Be- yet. Fields. Yeah. Yeah. I I said I think what you do with Fields is super obvious. You play Fields naked or with Komet. You use Tyreek and you use Waddle. You play one non-chalk running back, and uh, then you print your Sklansky bucks. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's uh, one way to go about it. I'm, I mean, Darnell Mooney is really standing out to me. He's got like a thirty percent market share. He, he, he just expe- doesn't have a touchdown. He the, the the thing with him is that I what is a really good Darnell because like 
Fields, if he gets there in the optimal, I don't think is going to get there via 35 passing attempts. He's not no. gone over 30 passing attempts this year. So Mooney, I, I don't. 700. Yeah, I mean, it's probably he had a okay. 12 target. He had a 12 target game two weeks ago. You know, he's got five and six his last couple. But say he gets eight or nine targets and he runs efficiently. He catches a touchdown. He ekes his way into the 100 yard bonus. I mean, that's how Fields gets optimal, and it's certainly how Mooney. You know, if he gets seven for a hundred and a touchdown, if, that's twenty-six. If he, if, if he gets to, if he gets, if he catches like a thirty-three-yard touchdown at some point or whatever, his odds of, of making the optimal are pretty, pretty good. You're right. I yeah, I think so too. And he just, you know, yes, the Bears have been bad. They're not throwing a lot, but the volume's been a little better. And obviously, he has zero touchdowns on whatever 40, 50 targets on the season. Like that doesn't, that's not sustainable either. So. I yeah. like it. I my my favorite vomit stack is Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones. Uh, you know whatever you got to leverage on ETN. You got Adams as your bring back. I like the I like uh, Geno doubles with uh, a DeAndre Hopkins bring back. I like Kyler doubles with a Metcalf bring back. Uh, it, it, it I I just I don't really feel the need to play Josh Allen in tournaments this week, especially because. I don't. I don't think the the Jets are going to be able to push them in any way, shape, or form. So I think Josh Allen thirty is a much more likely outcome than a Josh Allen forty. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, I'm going to play twenty twenty five percent Josh Allen stacks, but I am an MME guy. He is by far the highest optimal probability. It's just when there aren't three guys with fifteen, sixteen, eighteen percent optimal probability, it's a lot easier to to feel okay about playing some crappy guys that can be in the conversation with 24, 28 points if Allen doesn't score 35. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what what are your thoughts on, I mean, do you have any interest in Aaron Rodgers against this Lions defense? Yeah, it's kind of hard not to, right? I mean, it's the, the Lions have, have really been the, uh, the panacea for just about every bad offense in the league, and the Packers yep. certainly fit the bill, so. I mean, even even the Patriots scored 30 on them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's, they scored. Uh, I think they I think they scored 20, uh, 29 to be 29 to, be to nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think will... it's fine. I don't know. Like Dobbs doesn't look like he's going to be crazy popular. There's some cheap guys you can do. It's really hard to trust, but it's basically vomit stack pricing. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I I will I will not be playing any uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I just do single entry. And and three max, so I'm not even going there. Maybe I'll play a little bit of Dobbs as a one-off. Maybe I'll play a little bit of Bob Tunyon. But I think I think really what's just going to end up happening is Aaron Tunyon's Jones. The it, shock at tight end, I think. Yeah. Oh well, likely will be the Megazoid chalk if Mark well, Andrews is ruled out, and and Foster that, Moreau as well. That's not that's not main slate. Is it not? Oh yeah, no. you're you're right. You're right. It's not. I guess I, I was thinking my weekly fantasy football brain. Um, Thanks for but, listening to my entire opening, bro. You know, <laughs> it was the whole point. Well, is there's no Lamar on this slate. Foster Foster Moreau will will be the the mega chalk if if Darren Waller's ruled out. I'd like to see Waller back one of these days. For one, for the one of my like very best and most expensive best ball teams has Darren is in first place with Darren Waller and. Albert O as my tight ends, which Tough so scenes. I've been catching a bagel there like three weeks in a row and still somehow holding on, but that's not gonna last much longer. Yeah. I'd like to see him back. Uh I mean, I think I think Herbert Herbert is sort of interesting because he could run the stacking options, Palmer, Everett, and DeAndre Carter are all very cheap. Eckler is gonna be turbo chalk. 
I, I, this is again an angle I would not be playing because I think the far more likely thing is this game's really disappointing. The Chargers score like 18 points and and might even lose to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but it that is a a theoretical angle that you could consider. I I will not be doing it though. My my core is going to be Kyler, Geno, and Fields with with Lawrence thrown in there as well. Okay, I mean I can buy a little bit of Lawrence. The totals, if you look at the individual team totals, it's it's. It's pretty wild this week. You got Buffalo clear tier one by themselves. They're pushing 30. Then you've got, I would say tier two is Green Bay, the Chargers, and the Cardinals, who are all, you know, right around 26, 26 and a half. And then you've got eight teams in between 23 and 25. So there's a lot of ways you can go. And a lot of those 23 to 25 point teams have massively different ownership projections and uh massively different pricing. So there's there I think there's a lot of ways to attack it's it does seem it it really feels the last few weeks like it's just been like god damn it like any any like all the super chalk running backs have really just smashed like Dante Foreman puts up his career game when he's you know when he's just cheap enough if he was $500 more no one would have played him and I probably would have had more of it you know whatever I would it would have been more advantageous to me if it worked out but he was just cheap enough to be chalk even though no one was even excited to play him and of course he just does that same thing with Josh Jacobs. It was just cheap enough. It was a little bit under, under, um, underpriced. And that was the week he went nuclear. And then last week, God, they were, they were terrible last week. I was very much on the Raiders. It was the Raiders and the Eagles and the Cowboys that were my sort of three big stands and two went all right. But with all that chalk running back hitting and then the absolute disgusting performance of the Raiders, it was, was not, didn't work out so hot, but. No. uh do you think no, so not. herbert yeah uh herbert is in this funny price range i also think that burrow is in there and there was one other guy i feel like i um burrow burrow oh, is completely Ky- unplayable tyler yeah i don't think they're gonna get played at all is burrow uh, you you think he's completely unplayable i think he's just like just dumb enough to work kind of because no one's gonna play him I mean, yeah, if I was playing 500 lineups across three websites, maybe I would I would get a little bit of him, but he he's like the the 11th best quarterback play because I think the far more likely scenario is they just press the reset button on the entire passing game and they say we're playing 1976 football and we are uh we are we are just going to try and get Joe Mixon the ball 28 times cuz they need some time to reconfigure what the offense is going to look like with Jamar Chase. They they were on a short week without him on that yep. last one, and they just tried to run the normal Bengals offense with Mike Thomas playing Jamar Chase's position. Uh, spoiler alert: it didn't work, and I I don't I don't think they will have reconfigured the offense yet. Yeah, I certainly worry about the field stretching uh, element that Jamar Chase takes away. T Higgins is not a particularly good athlete. I mean, he can win jump balls because he's such a like beast, but he's not running down the field and stretching it out. I don't. Yeah. Mike Thomas is not the answer. Some guy named Trenton Irwin, who I had never heard of actually split those snaps with Mike Thomas. Um, He played 43%. And as far as I know, he is still on the team this week. So uh, that's out there. I don't know. It's just like Cincinnati has the same total as the dolphins, right? They are the top teams in this third tier of muck where there's all these guys, uh, you know, all these, these eight teams in between a couple of points of each other. I'm, I'm will, I, I just don't think anyone's going to play T he's, he's also very expensive. Boyd is expensive. Hayden Hurst is not, I don't know. I think Burrow doubles are conceivable against a pretty rough Carolina defense and a team that's in rebuilding mode. Um, 
Yeah, the ceiling is not what it was with Jamar Chase there, but I don't know that it needs to be on a week where we don't have Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. And it's really just, yeah, like, is Burrow going to be, can can Burrow to T. Higgins compete with a Josh Allen, Steph Diggs combining for 65 points game? No, I don't think so. It's not like when Burrow and Jamar Chase conceivably could, but I don't think that if, I don't think that's necessarily what you're shooting for this week. Obviously, it would be great, but I think that Burrow can win in a he and T combined for 58 points kind of way. Yeah, I don't. I, I It's just not going to happen. I think they're playing too slow, and I think that their, their response to Burrow eating, what was it, six sacks last week, I think it's just going to mm-hmm. be th- quick passing. Let, let's, get, let's get to 21 points and, and call it good here. Uh, that that is that is definitely my guess. You may I mean, be not, right, but we thought that before, and you know, we had that, other Joe Mixon chalk weeks where they were huge favorites against when the the Cowboys, like the first week without Dak, and you know that's not how it went. Oh, I'm not I'm not playing Joe Mixon in tournaments. I mean, I might I might play him. Uh, I I might play him in cash, but um, yeah, I, I I think that I think that Mixon has the worst range of outcomes. I I just am I'm down on the Bengals in this spot overall. I think I think it's just going to be pretty bad whereas and and it's not even you're not even getting you're not even if if joe burrow got down to 5800 sure but he's 6600 and that salary matters this week because for like the 19th week in a row we don't have a 3k wide receiver to play yeah yet yeah yet yeah we'll see all right running back uh i mean just welcome welcome to chalk week joe mixon josh jacobs travis etn uh ramondre stevenson kenneth walker austin eckler and uh Aaron Jones. There there are your six guys who are all projected for 20% or more ownership. Uh if you like anyone other than that, enjoy your Sklansky Bucks because those guys are going to be so so owned. Wait, Kenneth Walker was one of the six. I'm missing someone then because we've got Eckler, ATN, Jones, Mixon, Ramondre, and Jacobs as the mega chalk so far. And Walker's a bit behind a little bit behind that. I, I think I think you I think uh, that'll be a thing when when tags come in because every sure. all the all the sites have him as a, as a mega value. Our our friends over on Establish the Run have Walker for twenty three percent ownership. So I I think I think okay. our ten our ten percent will creep more towards fifteen. But for and Walker might even get a little bit left behind because there are so many plays. There's but so many guys, sure, right? For sure, Eckler, Etienne, Jones, Mixon, Jacob, Stevenson are our turbo chalk. Yes, I would agree. That to me strikes out as stands out as the as the top so far. Eckler and Etienne as the top two. Etienne is a I'm just gonna full stop and let you let you let you respond. Etienne is a much better play than Austin Eckler. Mm, I mean, just given their salary discrepancies, yeah. I, I think yeah. Eckler uh Eckler is the best workload of any running back in the NFL right now in terms of expected points no one no one's even really that close to him but but is he the most efficient player in the history of the NFL I I don't know seems seems unlikely I I think he I think like he actually kind of is in terms of like turning touches into points um I mean I would have to go I would have to go look but I would guess he is close to the all-time leaders in NFL history and fantasy points per touch over certainly this year. Yeah. But it's, I feel like he's running good. And he did, I mean, he did last year too. He ran like God in the red zone, but I mean, he's, he's... I mean, for his career, Austin Eckler has 53 touchdowns on, on uh, like sub a thousand touches. Like, and, and he, 
they they are like specifically calling plays for him in the red zone now um because because Josh Kelly's on IR and Sony Michelle stinks so they're just and and probably more importantly they have started the year so poorly that they can't I think in their wildest dreams, their plan would have been to just be winning a bunch of games and then give the ball to Kelly and Michelle to save mm-hmm. the wear and tear on his tires. But I just think that they don't have that option available to them right now because they played so poorly. Yeah. And the offensive line is hurt and hasn't been very good. It's been leading to a lot more dump offs. Justin Herbert himself has been hurt. I don't know. I just can't like at 8,800. I, I don't think he projects that much better than all of these other guys to be the most popular dude. So it's a little, tough for me to get there but he has like so he has one game where he got 16 targets and only caught 10 of them other than that he has caught 43 of his 45 targets <laughs> just like i mean it's and he has whatever eight touchdowns this is it's really and including like he was really really bad for the first three games was it where everyone was like panicking about him and then he's got you know yeah 35 point games in three of the last four I don't see the 30. I don't know. I, I think it's really like you got to dodge 35. And I, I do think that's a 90th percentile outcome. You know, it's thus on the season. It's shown to only be as like 68th percentile outcome or whatever. But I, uh, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with him this week. I think I will end up being under if he's going to be the most popular running back. ETN. I, I think, I think me. he's pretty easy. The, I think he's pretty easy to not play in tournaments just because the requirements of an 8k running or an almost 9k running back are so high. Yeah. ETN feels like fine chalk. Aaron Jones is the one that feels more fragile just because I think this could be a spot where they rework AJ Dillon back in. I, I suppose we'll see Mixon also feels like just a really easy guy not to play. Like everything can go perfect for him and he just gets 18 I, I will probably just play a lot of Ramondre, a lot of Kenneth Walker, a little bit of Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, Benjamin looks like a much better play if James Conner doesn't play because Daryl Williams played about 35% of the snaps last week, but he got hurt again. He's on the short-term IR. Uh, so, he, like, but I, I might Another next up, I don't think that Eno's going to see more than 70% of the snaps in any situation, really. Do you? I mean, he played, like, 90% of the snaps, like, two weeks ago against the Saints. Wow. Yeah, we have. I mean, we had this he, conversation he, about he, 20- he, he had like a bajillion points too in that game. You know, uh, did. Yeah, showdown doesn't count. Uh, it did, doesn't on. count. <laughs> we had that conversation about Tony Pollard last week. Remember, it was like, well, listen, here's the thing. I think that most people kind of screw up when the you know a running back is out. It's like, does the backup or whoever just step into all the workload? Usually not. And then it's like, all right, well, Tony Pollard did in the one game. He played like ninety percent of the snaps. And it was like, all right, well, that makes him a little bit better. And then last week he played like 53, 55% of the snaps, yeah, but, but it, just but absolutely it did, it didn't nukes. matter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, which is like, it's like I said, I wasn't going to wait until Christmas to open my presents. And, and Tony Pollard jammed 35 points in, in the eyes of the faders. And I would do that again, even knowing like Tony Pollard on, on 50% snaps is like Alvin Kamara on 50% snaps. He's, he's still going to get there. Yeah, he can. But, he but, you know, you know, the 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 main reason to be in on Eno this week is he will be one of the few running backs who's got a twenty five point ceiling who is not going to find themselves on twenty percent of the rosters. Like I just right. the this will be this will be the most concentrated running back ownership week of of the season. Yeah, you could be right. Another guy that really really stands out to me so far. This could be his like you know he just scores twenty five points every week and actively hurts your DFS rosters is Dalvin Cook. Um, he just can't quite get over the hump to really nuke. 
He's like having these monster games. His workload's great. But, you know, some shot guys just keep crushing him. I've been over him every week. He looks like he's probably going to be 5%, 8% again. I will be playing quite a bit of Dalvin Cook. I think he's a really strong play um, at that ownership. But, you know, yeah, it, with all these, like, really nice shot guys in the 6Ks showing over and over again that the 30-point ceiling is is real for them, Dalvin's really going to need to do the 35. You know, like, Christian McCaffrey last week was not an optimal play. Despite like, you know, rushing, receiving and throwing a touchdown, he like wasn't it wasn't good enough to be optimal because he was so expensive. So, well, because Pollard got so many points and and Pollard, Kamara and Foreman already combined for like. Yeah, like if if you get drawing dead to 50 at the at the 4 p.m. kickoff. But right. You know, yeah. So, point so, being, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't optimal. And that I think that has happened a few times this week. The the Jacobs, uh, the Jacobs Kenny Walker week, that would have happened too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would say just with the ranges of outcomes, Mixon, Jacobs, ETN, Ramondre, Walker, I would say those guys all projecting so well makes it pretty unlikely that Eckler ends up being optimal, I, I would think. I think so too. And Cook, you know, he is expensive too. So I'm kind of making the, you know, it's a similar argument to the one I'm, I'm going against Eckler on the one hand, but going for Cook with a pretty similar argument. Cook's a little bit cheaper, but really it comes down to Cook is going to be one fifth of the ownership. So let let give it to me. Come on, Dalvin, let's do this. One of these times you can do it. It's every, it's been so frustrating because every week it's like, oh, hell yeah, I found the end zone again. All right. He's like almost at a hundred yards. All right. All right. And then yeah, 25 points is just like terrible. <laughs> so the, the, I, I wonder if, this shoulder injury is causing them to not give him red zone snaps because Madison scored another goal line touchdown last week. So I wonder if this, the repeated occurrences of this shoulder injury is a reason they're limiting his goal. I mean, that's galaxy. Maybe. I stuff, mean, the workload's but... been pretty good. No one gets a hundred percent of their team's red zone rushes. Sure. Know? Yeah. Uh, all right. That's, I mean, that's really all I got at running back. Like I, I don't really see a re like, I will probably just be playing those seven guys. Uh, honestly, Okay. Is it do you think Antonio Gibson is back in any well, way? He had a monster PM. He's game, he's but. more interesting because JD McKissick sounds legit questionable this week. Yeah. I I think he I think he was no practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday. So if he doesn't go, we think Gibson probably has a lock on the receiving work. And he's I mean, he just has looked so much better than Brian Robinson. He's he's a smidge interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a sprinkle play. So yeah. Uh all right, wide receiver. Again, uh, we, we don't have any value. No, no, no 3K plays yet. Uh, T Higgins is projecting too well in our stuff. I need to go. I, I, have, I need to mess with the Bengals baselines. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, just gets a bazillion points. <laughs> we may got... have to dock their overall efficiency. I'm, I'm guessing that may be what it is because they are popping as pretty strong leverage right now. But yeah, uh, t- uh, uh, I, 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 I've not adjusted enough for, for Chase being out. DeAndre Hopkins has 28 targets in his, his first two games back as a member of the Arizona Cardinals, both of the Seattle Equally guys. Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah, both of the Seattle guys look insane. Um, I, I will be jamming the Dolphins guys, Devontae Adams. Adams looks like the best uh, leverage play of the slate to me. Yep. St. Brown looks really good. Um, Diggs at 12% looks pretty interesting to me. Would be a lot less interested at 18, 19, 20%. Uh, 
He'll get a little more for sure. Mooney, Dobbs, Zay Jones, Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk, DJ Moore. I mean, these are the guys that your opponents are going to be playing. Josh Palmer without Keenan and Mike. Uh, DeAndre Carter without Keenan and Mike. The 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 cheap guy that looks playable right now is is Tyquan Thornton with Devontae Parker and uh, Kendrick Bourne both or uh, Nelson Aguilar both banged up. He's thirty three hundred. He's played ninety percent of the snaps in back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That seems fine. You you mentioned Devontae Adams. I, that's like the, you know, that's the that's the best play here because it's going to be Reek is going to be the most popular. Diggs and Hopkins are going to be right there, you know, a little bit below Reek. But then Adams looks like he is going to be, you know, a third of the ownership of Reek, and then probably whatever half of the half of those next two guys. Uh, pretty classic Zag. Played a lot of them last week. Didn't go so well, but I think you know Adams is. He's right. Obviously, there's nothing you really need to say about him. He's right there in air yards. He's right there in opportunity with all of these guys. He's just had a few run bad weeks. Obviously, his quarterback's a little bit worse, but whatever. He'll he'll have his games. Um, yeah. Amon Ross say Brown, too. It's kind of looking like Detroit and Green Bay could be like not that out of control, Chuck, in which case, I mean, why not, right? Like there's a lot of cheap players on Green Bay. Amon Ra is actually 6,600 is a little bit less. You know, we, he, he's, if he hadn't he, been a little hurt lately, he'd be 7,700 by now, you know? Yeah. He's, he's probably my favorite. Like Adams is my favorite leverage play, but St. Brown's just my favorite play of the week. Like I, I will be um in cash games. I will be um IK being him. I will be, I know bettering him over whoever it is that my opponents are playing. I will be, I'll be jamming him in. I have heard the IKB and didn't actually know what that meant. So thank you for clarifying that. There you go. Uh, if we're being topical about, uh, you know, mo- you know what everyone's into. It was Chris- I remember when Chris Harris was doing this. But, you know, people, a lot of flag plant talk these days. I think if I were to have one, it's Dar- Darnell Mooney's kind of my dude this week. I will be kind of, you know, obviously I'm not going to be playing 67%. I wouldn't play him in like two or three single entries, but I would certainly have him in one. And I think he's going to be sub 10% owned. And I think he's... A very strong play and he's value he's 4700 like all of these guys these other guys are great but they are more expensive and you're gonna have to save somewhere fields has quietly been very good the last little bit you know at least fantasy wise um so i think that he he's got 35 rushing po- he's got 35 rushing points uh over the last three weeks and yeah. and heading into uh a great a great game yeah yeah and rushing is just an absolute gold mine like that's why you know it's not like Jay, you know that's why I always, you know, I don't Patrick Mahomes. I never want to play when you're always like Mahomes is the best play on the week. It's just like, he just doesn't run enough. It's like the Allen Lamar hurts have the crazy ceilings and fields is like a crappy version of those guys. He's got that same kind of ability. So he can easily run for, you know, 60 and a touchdown. And I don't know, maybe he's, he's, he is really fast. Like he's faster than um, those other three um, and could be in that. Uh, he could, you know, I think he could re- challenge for the hundred yard rushing bonus if they, you gotta let him cook, you know. Can yeah. I t- can I talk you into, or I don't know if I want to talk you into, but are you interested in the potential of Tyler Boyd as a one-off who looks like a little bit cheaper, reasonable leverage, but he's a slot receiver and as a one-off. I, if he know. was fifty, if he was fifty-eight hundred, yeah, but he's sixty-three hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little bit tough. Uh, Waddle looks nice. Like I think that game is going to be popular, but you know, Reek is going to be way more popular than Waddle. Um, I mean, that's what I thought last week, but Waddle ended up 20% owned in all of my stuff. 
Oh, really? He was not in the in the lottos. He it was yeah. a pretty big disparity in the lottos. So yeah, I mean the chalk obviously condenses more in when people are hand building their lineups versus uh, putting them through a computer. That's true, but it's also in smaller field tournaments, people are fa- are more willing to just like onslaught a game. Like I wouldn't yeah. want to double stack. Like it's just too expensive to double stack Tua with Reek and Waddle in a lotto. But yeah, if I was in a hundred person tournament, you know what? If the game scores, if they score forty points, then you're it's a pretty good chance that that that, that works out. Uh, but it's just too much money to do in a lotto where you really kind of have to be hit it a little more pure. Uh, yeah. Can you talk? Are there any Jets you can talk yourself into as a bring back for a Buffalo stock? Yeah, Wilson. I mean, he's just unbelievable. Sure. Like, like it does. It just doesn't matter how bad Zach Wilson is. Carrot Wilson finds a way to get there. I mean, hundred yards last week when when Zach Wilson like literally looked lost. They're not even playing Elijah Moore. Yeah, G- Garrett Wilson. I think is a pretty good play. I think that's I think that's the one I would go towards as well. But you know, there are multiple options. Is Corey Davis going to play this week? I have not. I've not. I've not put him back in our our stuff. Um, I I have not seen an update that made me feel optimistic enough to to put him back in. Okay. And are they going to play Elijah Moore? No. Mm-mm. No. Feels feels like that. Uh, that uh, that ship has sailed. Uh, at least for the time being. I I would expect if we were to see that we'd get an announcement like like uh, so Robert Sala will be like, okay, we're we're gonna play. Uh, Elijah this week but right now they're they're bigging up Denzel Mims they're like yeah Denzel Mims is is part of our offense oh boy yeah uh, that's not what you want Justin Jefferson I guess I suppose I don't know that's like he's very expensive and has not really had the quite the same uh workload or the total or the other contextual factors like he's Arizona Arizona schemes Arizona schemes against the wide receiver one that was all the talk last week and then it pretty much ended up happening and they let themselves get beat by by KJ Osborne last week Uh, uh I I don't know if there's any Arizona playing this week Seattle okay so so which one they lock at a million slot I mean wide receiver one if it's like a toss-up of which it's usually going to be the outside guy that teams are more afraid of so I would say it's Metcalf if he if he's gonna get that if that narrative is gonna reign true. I don't know. I'm not particularly sanguine about either picking a Seattle receiver, but um, yeah. I think they're both they're both pretty fun. I, I like I like DeAndre Carter uh, and and Tyquan Thornton a little bit as cheap guys. Khalif Raymond has a 16% target share over the last three weeks against Green Bay. Uh, Terrace Marshall got nine targets last week, uh, and that's that's where my interest in the wide receiver pool ends. Okay. Yeah, we notice we haven't talked about the Bucks at all. Uh, there, Brady always sucks against the Rams. There is a real football reason for it. It's because he can't move. Pressure in the middle just like really ruins his day. Aaron Donald is as good as it gets at getting pressure in the middle. He's always he's really struggled against the Rams every time they've played. Um, which is why I'm not going to tell Mike Evans because what well, the last game they two weeks ago like he had like. 58 expected fantasy points. It was just insane. He drops the 85 yard touchdown. He drops another one. It was like one, there was a digs week last year. I can't remember where he had a similar situation where, and, and it was a, of course, an Allen scores 35 points, but digs just doesn't catch the three touchdowns. He sort of had and ends up stinking. Uh, Drake London as the bring back in the, if you're doing no, charger stacks, no, no, Pitts. can't do it. Pitts only. Well, sure. Pitts is the best. Tight end London, London has position. like, London has like four targets the last month. Like seriously. Yeah, it hasn't been great. Um, who's ahead of him? Is Zacchaeus and isn't there another guy that's been playing lately for Atlanta? They the they 
they rotate. Oh, Demir Burt. Demir Burt yeah. has been getting a lot of snaps. Drake London. Wait, I don't know. I can play. I could play some Mariota this week. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And London is kind of a, was was a boss at the beginning of the year. I don't know what his deal is. Well, he had he had eight for eighty six and one against the Rams, and that was it. That was pretty much it for him. Three for fifty four and one the next week, and then his his best game since then has been three for forty. Gross. Yeah. Gross. It's it. uh okay. Oh, tight and Gabe end. Davis, if you want to zag on Buffalo sure. Stacks. Yeah. Sure. Uh tight end, Robert Tunyon looking like the big value this week. Not not sure I buy it. Uh, obviously a lot of the Packers stuff is being fed in from uh defense defensive efficiency stuff from the Lions, but I don't think the Packers could get to 50 points uh playing against no one. I think they could line up against zero defenders and they would they would get 21. I, I don't mm. even really think it matters. Uh, Evan Ingram, I do like at 3,300 Tyler Higby at 3,700. I do not. I think he's like the worst play of the week that people are, are going to jam. Parham is getting a decent projection from us right now. I, I will probably alter that a little bit. Eight, 8.4 looks a little high. Uh, and then Brock Wright of the Detroit lions. He's probably my favorite minimum salary play. Okay. That seems fine. Just because they, does, what's the book on him? I've not, I, they had this other guy named Hawkinson for a while, you know? So Brock, out. Brock Wright last year started a couple games as a, as a rookie because TJ Hawkinson was out. Um, starting in week 14, he played 56%, 75%, 73%, and 71% of the snaps. He scored two touchdowns. He wasn't super involved, but the, the only, I, I would be like jamming him. But they have this fifth-round rookie they drafted named James Mitchell, who they really like, who scored a receiving touchdown last week. And mm-hmm. I, I think this might just become a uh, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot situation mm-hmm. where where the cat when when Dalton Schultz was out, where those guys just like split time. Mm-hmm. Basically, I I would be jamming right if I if Mitchell was not on the team because I think he'd step into like. And he still might step into like a 90% snap share, but I, I need to see it for a week first, I think. Okay. Um, I think that Tyler Conklin is potentially interesting. Like uh, we're looking for ringbacks with Buffalo. You know, you don't have to for sure, but he's one of them. And, you know, he's got a 16-point game and a 25-point game on the season. It's it's not pretty, but I don't think he'll be super popular. And whatever, if he's got a 20% chance of scoring – 16, 18 points, and especially if you can beat Dawson Knox in the same game and you've got him paired with Allen, that, that really can get you ahead. Yeah. You got, you got. Uh, I mean, any any real angle. I mean, if Waller does play at 4,900, he's yeah. he's probably pretty strong. Um, I, I won't be doing the Noah Fant thing. Uh, I have a feeling the field will gravitate that way um, just a little bit. Cole Komet. As your as your guy with Fields, I mean, he doesn't get any targets, but he nope. does have like a he's got like a ninety six percent snap share on the year. So if for whatever reason if Fields does throw forty one passes, I I would expect Komet to to be brought along with him. Yeah, three targets a game and one touchdown every three seasons seems fine. We love we love to see it. Yeah, it's just uh. She's, I mean, the tight end position is just so horrible. It's 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 really, really bad. Yeah, it's Which pretty bad. I think you can kind of just be like, okay, I'm fine with Pitts as a one-off. I'm fine with Tunyon as a one-off. If Waller plays, I'm fine with him as a one-off. And other than that, pair him with the quarterback. Just be like, tight end, make sure there's a quarterback from the same game in that lineup if you're for, like, MME rules. Because I think it's just kind of, you know, who gets dragged along. 
could be. Yeah. Oh, Ertz, I suppose, is like a reasonable one off, too. He's very expensive, but you know, with, when it's such a bad week, if he puts up a he's he's game, really you know? he scored two touchdowns, he like uh, in these two last two games, but his target share. He's seen the the most dramatic drop off in target share with Hopkins return, which makes sense. Uh, yep, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And then Hurst um, is like, uh, yeah, we talked about him a little. Hurst earlier, but... would Hurst would probably be the Bengal I would most want to play, but he's priced up at thirty six hundred, which is gross. Um, mm-hmm. I well, I uh, if if you have defenses you like this week, not named the Panthers or not named the Buccaneers, have at it because. They are going to be the uh, the big league chalk. The Panthers are the Panthers might they might get above twenty percent in single entry three max contests. Yeah, uh, I mean, I can potentially get into the idea of like a just Bills onslaught with it's too expensive probably to do all the expensive guys. You know, if you're doing like Gabe Davis and Josh Allen and the Bills and defense and just kind of be like, all right, they just crush them and there's no other quarterback scoring thirty five. There's a there's just a crazy ceiling on that. Zach Wilson is absolutely I mean, he just he makes a lot of mistakes. I don't know, absolutely terrible, might not be fair. He makes a lot of mistakes. The Bills have an incredible pass rush. Uh they have a very good secondary that's been banged up. Tredavious White's coming back this week. He's I mean, he probably won't be as good as he used to be, like right off the start, but you know, he could still have some ball hawking tendencies. I just think there's they're very expensive, so it's gonna keep the ownership down, but the ceiling on the Bills is is nuts. Uh so I think I can I can get there a little bit. Uh, the football team, like they put a lot of pressure on people. Kirk Cousins can do dumb stuff. They've been efficient, but uh, the Patriots, I suppose, against S. Ellinger, but they're very expensive too. I don't know. And then yeah, kind of spin the wheel. The Ram, uh, I guess you could the Ram, Well, the Rams aren't even that cheap, but the Rams against Brady, like they hurt him. It's not like he's going to turn the ball over that much, but they could sack. I him might I might play I might play the Jets and just hope they get a fumble sack on on josh and and get get to six points or whatever i actually kind of think the jets are going to be like eight percent owned just because this is the 2k you know and people know it just doesn't really it's there's like not really a ton of rhyme or reason to it i don't think people i don't think people know that because every week the number one points per dollar defense is always um just absolutely jammed sure but it's the best it's always like the best points per dollar defense like under 3k you know like they still don't people won't play the expensive ones they do really like to save money but yeah you're right whenever there's a 2500 defense in like a reasonable spot it's like jamming it what about the i mean listen this is gal brain but talk yourself into maybe a little bit of like going over on the packers and also going over on the lions defense against rogers like is that a high variance situation where they have like terrible offensive weapons and i don't know rogers can can do bad things 2600 the thing is is rogers doesn't throw interceptions no, that's yeah that's it, it like maybe maybe the packers score like nine points or something and just have like a total chaos whatever but i don't i just don't think rogers will take that many sacks or or eat that many turnovers is is really the issue he did throw a pick six a couple weeks ago i remember watching what was it who was that against patriots he, maybe he he it got called back he he uh, did he yes. did he did throw it, but it got it got it got called back because I played the defense against them that week too, so I was jazzed for it, and it didn't end up happening. But yeah, I mean, sure. It, really, the only advice I have is just don't play the don't play the Panthers and don't play the Buccaneers. Sure, yeah, yeah. Bears defense is going to be bad, but like the Dolphins' offense is so chalky, and two is like you know can be raw enough. It's like you could, you could talk yourself a little into a little bit of it, but yeah, 
Yeah. Pretty much spin the wheel. Uh, all right. Your favorite stack is what? Uh, I mean, it's the, the bills for sure, but like the, I think my favorite stack that not everyone is going to be going after is the, is the bears. And like, cause you can bring back Tyreek without having like an insanely chalky situation. I think the fields to Mooney. Situation. Yeah. I think, I think probably fields Tyreek Waddle Mooney, or maybe even not Mooney hoping fields gets to 22. I like that. I really like, I mean, I Trevor- would double stack fields with, both of the expensive Dolphins receivers. That's a little, that's a fancy place syndrome to me, but. No, no, that's, that's the game goes the 35, 35 into overtime or whatever, but, but fields. Right, but runs... in that case two, if th- both of those guys are optimal, two is going to be optimal. He's only like $400 more than fields, right? Naked, naked to a won the Millie last week. How about that? Oh, he's, he's considerably more expensive. He's 6,700. Okay. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. What about you? Uh, What's your favorite stack? Uh, Lawrence. Kirk Ingram Adams for sure. I like like just d- direct leverage on the most owned play of the slate in ETN. I, I really, I really like that spot. Yeah. I really like, uh, I really like Adams a lot too. I, I don't know. I kind of, I don't mind Jacobs. I think he's going to be popular, but I don't think it's going to be out of control popular. And I think ETN will be more popular and the Raiders are the favorites here. Let us not forget. So it's true. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get out of here, everyone. All this stuff will be updated and fixed on DailyRoto.com over the next couple of days. It's free if you want to sign up for that. We're working on a props tool. That'll be public-facing sometime. Basically, and- if tonight goes all, all right, like me and Pacheco are just monitoring this, and one one, it's been one like tech problem after another, but it is it's just about good to go. And I there will, you go. If you know me, reach out, and I will happily give you the link because it is on our website. It's just not public it's just not public facing but if you have the address you can check it out it's cool all right there we go everyone we will uh we'll be back i'll be back tomorrow with mr rich rebar with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class and two percent cash rewards on what you need like a foam roller for your sore muscles that's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.